Hey guys, so today's episode is presented to you by Podgo. Now, I've been using Podgo for a little while now, as some of y'all may know, but Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, guys. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add my podcast and how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Yes, make sure y'all let them know your girl Rosie sent you. All right, guys, make sure you sign up for Podgo. Ew. Y'all are now tuning into your new favorite podcast, The Rosie Perspective. I'm your host, Rosie. I want y'all to get ready for some laughter, good times, great conversation, new perspective. Of course, we got to throw in some explicit content. Overall, dope vibes. Now let's get into it. Hey, it's your girl, Rosie. I'm back with another episode of The Rosie Perspective. On today's episode, I have a special guest. Mr. Ken from Ken Fluence Podcast. If you want to say what's up to the people. Booyaka, booyaka. Yo, what's up, y'all? Um, Ken Fluence. Uh, what's popping, y'all? I, I don't have a better introduction than that. Um, I was thinking of something as, you know, Rosie was speaking, so I ain't really had nothing for y'all. I'm, I'm going to run that back later on, though. But um, what's popping? All right, you gotta work on some, some crazy shit, but you you know you busted in with some booyaka. That that's a good introduction. They're gonna remember that because that was mad extra, but I, I see what you did there. But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so before we get into the two topics that I have, I wanted to um if you could just tell the people a little bit about your podcast and a little bit about your Instagram, because you kind of you know do a little bit on Instagram, a little bit on your podcast. Just let them know a little bit of information about you. Mm. Yeah, y'all. Um, I'm everywhere. I do everything. Um, and that's just really how we're gonna leave that. I can leave it there, but to give y'all some more context, man. Um, I'm a I'm an Air Force vet. I work with the Space Force a little bit. Um, I'm a biologist, contract specialist. Uh, did stand up for a hot little minute. Um, a little bit of a writer. I, I do it all. I touch everything. So I'm over you on stand-up comedy. Huh? You did stand up comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is funny? I mean, you know, not just funny for free. Like, like we just casually funny. That's funny. I didn't know that. How was stand-up comedy? Is it intimidating? Because if people well, don't, know, it's a wrap. Well, okay, so segue. But like, what got me there was like, um, in college, like I was just wild as fuck, right? One and two, like. I was always making people laugh. And like when I didn't like necessarily get the big laughs that I was like wanting, I'm still gonna take it there regardless because shit's still funny to me. So <laughs> my ass laughing my ass off. Everybody else, like, this nigga needs to stop. Why has he been going on this joke for five minutes? Like I'm trying to work my premise out. And one of my <laughs> was like uh he was smoking like all day. So he was like higher than like he probably had ever been in a hot minute. And he was like so serious. So he's like, bro. You need to do stand up, dog. You need to do stand up. And I was like, all right, whatever. So uh, from there, um, there was an open mic night or whatever, um, and they needed somebody to host it. And it was like, man, it's like a quick, like 150 to do that. Um, whoop, 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 whoop. Um, try it out. I talked to the dude for five minutes. He was like, it'd be perfect. And I don't know if not a lot of people know this, but like hosting can be harder 
than actual stand-up sometimes. You think so? Like, <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, if people bomb, you got to be like, damn, this nigga suck. Like, you got to get the crowd back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to, like, have, like, your honest spot jokes, keep it rolling. So it's like crowd work. And then from the crowd work, rolling to the next person. So okay. if you notice, if you go to comedy special, or not comedy special, but, like, comedy rooms or anything like that, if the host has bad energy or if they're just not really hitting like that, the whole vibe of the whole rest of the show is done. The whole night is almost like that. So I hosted a couple of times and then I did stand up like two, three times at the same club. Um, then I went to my first duty station out in Ohio. Um, got really busy. I was in uh, a shitty relationship for a hot minute. Thank God I'm out of there. But unrelated. Um, What's a hot minute? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it kind of carried over from college and then, like, kind of picked up again. So it's like a total of, like, five years. Okay, that's a hot minute. That's yeah, it's a hot minute. minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Half a decade where her raggedy ends. But anyway. Oh, my um, God, Ken. That must have not been good. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. Um, she's vile. <laughs> Tell us how you really She's a scum on the bottom of my shoe. Oh, uh, my anyway. <laughs> So was she on the East Coast? Because I know you're on the West Coast now. Uh, yeah, it was on the East Coast. Okay, so, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, um, because of all that, I didn't do anything until like right before COVID started. So I was like, oh, I was really in my bag like right before COVID started. Like I was going, um, I was studying to go to dental school and shit like that. I had to stand up a couple of times. I'm like, oh shit, I'm killing it. Boom, quarantine stopped a lot of shit. So then I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So then um, I moved out here in August of last year and I'm picking up again. Haven't been to like a comedy club or anything like that, but I think like doing the platform here is kind of mm-hmm. like where I watched it. Um, yeah, so just having fun with podcast. Your podcast is very like positive. You're not doing like celebrity news. You're not doing like, you have, it seems like you have like a purpose for each episode. It's like, it's not just talking to talk type thing. I feel like there's always a direction on where you're going with it because you do it solo. It's do you have any with guests? The ones I've heard, it's only been you. So for a hot minute, I did um I can't make this up podcast. Shout out to them. Um and me and Big T we were interviewing people at the same time, but that didn't work because of my schedule and real busy. And okay. I'm gonna start um, guests on the mind, but I haven't done that yet. So if you okay. want to be one of the first. We can link it up. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Uh, you know, we all in this podcast community. We all doing our thing, supporting. So, yeah, whenever you do start, just let me know. And I will bless yeah. your podcast with my presence. Okay? Yeah. All <laughs> right. We're not Rosie perspective. We're Rosé. I'm this motherfucker. We Rosé because we fans because we on campus. All right. That's how I introduce myself when I get on your platform is Rosé from the Rosie perspective because that's fancy. I like that. So we gonna do that. <laughs> it ain't saving because I'm giving it to you. You can keep that. But yeah, right. like my kid, I be I be trying to keep it positive and like give people like like that's part of the name, influence. It's the influence yeah. and how I perceive and process the world because I feel like I'm internally a very like positive. Like it's hard to like fuck up my optimism. Like when I'm like in a bad mood, like people are like, oh, like what? fuck happening um so like i'm trying to like spread some of like my ideas and spread some of my perspectives out there not to say that like some of them haven't already been out there in the world yeah, not to yeah, say I get it. everything's completely unique but at the same time i don't give a fuck who 
uh, T.I. and Tony are fucking. I don't give a fuck who uh, won the World Series last year. It was the Dodgers in L.A. kind of lit. They were popping off fireworks for no oh, fucking reason. I guess you do give a fuck, but yeah, go ahead. I give a slight fuck, but... No, no, um, I get what you're saying, because some, again, whatever works is whatever works, but some people, yeah. their main focus is what's happening in these celebrities' lifestyle. Did you see so-and-so or so-and-so unfollowed so-and-so? Like, I, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit either. That's just... You know, so I get what you're saying. You rather talk about stuff that yeah. in real life. I don't give a fuck about who Ti and uh, Tiny's fucking either. Like, I'll make oh, a difference. Yes. Yeah. If I'm not personally beating them chicks, what does it matter to me? Like, how does yeah. that change my end of day uh, process? It doesn't. So it's just like you know, with this generation, they're just so they're so into all of the celebrities lives like it's a point like on a daily basis like some people are like oh my god like I need to see what I missed and did you see what happened to so-and-so granted some things are worthy of talking about just because it's like yo these motherfuckers is wild but not to the point like you know how people have stands like celebrities like they're like oh I love so I don't like anybody that fucking much like I don't I like people I'm like oh yeah the music's good but the music's good or so-and-so's cool but I'm not a stan of any fucking body I think it's weird right right <laughs> this is also why like I think people take celebrity shit to a, a different level and like they'll they'll say like you know how could so-and-so ever do this and they get like really personally disappointed and it's like Wow, you don't know them, and they're like, "Oh, never gonna listen to R. Kelly again." Yeah, yeah. I don't know R. Kelly. Yeah. I, like the song. I, I didn't care what R. Kelly was doing in the first place. Oh, Bill Cosby. I'm like, I, I'm gonna watch the Cosby Show because I have separated and segregated Bill Cosby from Heathcliff Huxtable, and in my mind, whatever you do in your personal life, whether I agree with it or not, that's your business. Okay, Ain't so. Anything. I get what you said with Cosby. Okay, R. Kelly was wilding, but like you said, there are some people that said, I don't care. And it seems yeah. like people, as more time went on, more people were not being on the bandwagon as far as some people really like, I'm not listening to him. And some people slowly but surely is like, yeah, the nigga was wilding, but I'm listening to his music and I don't care what you guys think about it. So are you one of those people that if I'm gonna listen to a song, I'm gonna listen to a song or do some of the songs now that you know that some of them were about children? Well, they hit different. <laughs> like, let's say Fiesta remix with Jay Z. I don't think that's about children, but then you have the ones who wrote Leah and et cetera, et cetera. So, for you, does it matter which songs or it just is what it is all the way around? You know, um, and, and choose your words wisely. It depends on the day. It I'm gonna keep it a brick with y'all. And okay. that's what I do. Um, you know, some of them do hit different. It's like, you know, this is probably about children, skip, you know. And sometimes I'll be like, ah, ignition's just a tough motherfucker to skip, ain't it? Hey, uh, oh my God, I believe I can fly. Oh okay, I know, and everybody was singing that at school, but you Turn know. Back so again, so I guess for you it's selective. If the songs aren't oh. romance-wise, you don't feel crazy to listen to it type thing. And I know R. Kelly, the black community, done wrote him off. Some people, because some people still don't give a fuck. But R. Kelly was wilding. I, I disgusting. I don't know that whole thing. I'm just like I don't fucking understand it. But it is what it is. But um, I ain't gonna lie. Some music be some music. So I definitely, I definitely know. But um, but I also say that like one. I think it is a heinous, insidious, cruel, vile, like low level 
like bottom of like the fish tank scum type shit to do. But at the same time, what a lot of people say, like, you got to believe people and you got to, you know, do this and that. But like at the same time, what I've learned kind of throughout life, especially it's been like really like doubled down and solidified in moving to Los Angeles is people will do a lot of shit for money. People will do a lot of shit to uh, feed certain narratives and shit like that, right? So sometimes, not saying that you got to take things with a grain of salt, but sometimes I'm like, we don't know the facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I think it's been like a very meticulous, thoughtful, like plan of like just tearing down black people, especially black men. Yeah. Just over time. So it's just like, uh, it's not that I don't believe it or other things that they accuse, but I'm like, I don't know if they're embellishments. I don't know if they're people who have been paid to say or do certain things. Are you ready for the first topic? Okay, so um, I didn't realize, because I think you corrected me, that you are in the Air Force, right? You were in the Air Force? Correct, I'm not familiar with the differences, but I know at first I had thought you had been in the Army. First of all, can you tell me the difference between the Air Force and the Army? Is it just y'all fly a lot? So it's like, it's a lot of differences. Um, So Air Force backslash kind of Space Force, we still figuring that out. But, oh man, it's, you could really boil it down to a lot of things, but like when you see memes or whatever come through about like military and they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, the army is like the most like normal branch of the um, military. And then, like, the crazy as hell. And then, you know, Air Force is a little bit cushier or whatever. I feel like that's pretty accurate. Okay. Um, but all of my family is, like, either in the Army or the Marines. So, like, real salty, okay. hardcore. Like, everything's aggressive. I'd be like, hey, what's good, Uncle? So, little nigga, give me 50. I'm like, yo, um, I ain't seen you in a year and a half, B. Like, LOL. They're like, oh, nigga, give me 50. <laughs> And, you know, <laughs> like that. So, yeah, Air Force is a lot more, when it comes to, like, mission stuff, like, we're more, uh, obviously, space-centered. Um, so, like, cybersecurity, um, internet, um, okay. flying planes, that kind of thing. Navy, obviously, um, marine warfare, or, like, oceanic warfare. Marines kind of amphibious in between, like, land and sea. Um, and they go in first and army is kind of like your blanket. Like if you need something like right then and there, they're going to be ones to figure it out. So, okay. All right. I, that gives me a little insight. Cause I'm not too sure. Obviously in the Navy, I know it's the ship. So I know a little different about that. Cause my God brother is in the Navy, but I brought mm-hmm. up the air force, the army, because an army people, if y'all listening, I mean, if it don't apply, let it fucking fly. Okay. That's all I'm going to say before I say what the fuck I got to hey, say. Real quick, real quick. Um, Rest of the branches, Air Force here to stun on y'all. So I'm gonna say that and just just take that. You you've been stunned on, you will continue to be stunned on, and you know, you're welcome. That's all I got. You're welcome. You're gonna Rest get some smoke behind that, but uh, he said it, y'all. I didn't say it. But I was gonna say, so I have this thing based on the army niggas I know. If my friend be like, oh, I'm talking to this dude. I'm like, okay, da da da. And they're like, yeah, he was in the army. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Army niggas are crazy. I'm like, no, don't do it. I don't think I know a normal army nigga. Now, no. I'm sure some of them have a reason. PTSD, if they were actually, you know, um, 
what's the word, um, uh, deployed overseas, maybe there is a reason, but needless to say, I don't want to find out. So I always discourage them from talking to Africans. I, I tell them to take precautions. You want to do it, do it. But I'm like, yo, so when they come back to me, they're like, yo, this nigga, this and that. I'm like, yeah. Oh, dude, they a little do I do not want to find out. Yo. Am I lying? Do you have army friends? Are they a little off? I don't know about the Air Force. Yeah, so I got like most of my homies from like back home in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Fort Bragg. A lot of them niggas are army. A lot of them niggas are off. And my uncle's off. And it's cool. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, everybody. No, they're I, a different I, level. You're about to say everybody's off. No, but their level be to the I'm left. Gonna I'm going to say this. There will be like real, like normal. There'll be like very intelligent people in the army. There's a lot of folks in the army that are hard workers, got all these things going for them, just amazing people. But you talk to them for longer than 55 minutes, you'd be like, that's why you're in the army. You'd be like, 55. oh, 55 minutes, about 55, 56 minutes, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, there it go, there it go. I, I forgot. And then all of a sudden, we circle back. Okay, yep, there it go. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what it is. And obviously, if a chick's talking to a dude to get to know him, it's going to be longer than 56 minutes. So some, some shit going to look a little a little funny. But do mm -hmm. you think some mm -hmm. of them are like that? I mean, obviously, we can't speak for everybody. But do you think it really is the actual army, whether it's a training deployment? Or you think they, do you think it really has that much impact on everybody? Or you think some of these niggas was already off? Look, I think that when it comes to a lot of this stuff, um, so this is a point I made in another podcast. I forgot it was a while back, but I, I think it might've been like with Juan and, but like, I think that whether we call it that or not, there are a lot of different cult in life, okay. right? And like, when you look at the definition of like, what, what is a cult? And like, what does that mean? Uh, the military is without a question, a cult. And each branch in its own right, if you want to succeed, you got to sort of, you got to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit, literally. You know what I mean? Mm, like, you okay. really have to be ingrained into it if you want to be a certain level of successful or if you want to make um, a career uh, X amount of years, right? So when it comes to saying, like, blanket statements, like, is it the training? Is it this or is it that? Partially, it's, you know, you're going to get who you attract. And there's that. And then there's also the training is... <sighs> It is very immersive, I'll say. Um, so everywhere you look is army, 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 army. Um, life is army, work is army, your friends are army. Um, where you shop is army. Shit, it goes to the point where like the clothes you're wearing got cargo pockets on it. And I got my utility knife on. My car got the army decal on the side. Okay. And it's just, you know, your wife got the... Uh, army wife t-shirt on so your whole life is damn near army pretty much once yeah you army if you make it like an actual longevity thing yeah yeah which is very unique because i don't see many other career fields where you know i don't know many niggas that work at amazon and their whole life be like i got on the amazon shirt my girl worked in the amazon shirt you know what i mean I, i'm moving to the amazon damn it I ain't moving. You know, I'm about to move to the Amazon. I'm about to deliver things myself from A to Z, shit like that. And I'm just like, this is the only career 
Well, yeah, but like, is it the American thing though? Because obviously they're like, oh, American, American. So I guess it's like the pride of being an American and, and fighting for our country. Do you think that's what all the extra shit is about? Because you guys aren't forced to wear army attire or put army decals on your car, right? It's Unless that's in y'all niggas contract and we don't know it, but that's a choice, ain't it? It's a choice, but also like there's a part of like uh, blending in, right? So part of the army stick is, or not the army, but the military stick in general is, it's not necessarily being different. And, and they're changing that, they're changing the culture of the military as we um, move forward. And I'm trying to be as instrumental as I can about that, like involving more people and to uh, incorporate different mindsets into how we move and think within the military. Because I think there's a lot of benefit in taking from different cultures and different um, life experiences. But as a whole, like, especially military of old, there's so much, so, so much of a greater benefit of just being able to like blend in with the herd and just kind of like melt into the rest of it. You know, like yeah. when it comes to like haircuts, you don't want to get called out. So you get the same haircut. Uh, you don't want to dress too weird or too flashy. So you dress with the same, basically if I don't dress too different from my uniform in the first place, you can't clown it or you can't, you know, sure, you can't say nothing about it. So yeah, like with the cars, you, you notice, you look around, everybody driving a Mustang, everybody driving <laughs> a charger, you know. Well, they you say that's why people do it in the army, they want a, they want a charger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't talk shit about it if we got the same thing. True, so true. yeah, it, it, it's a lot of that going on. So it's, um, for me, I, I just think it's kind of like, I don't know. I ain't gonna say whatever, but I, I think. Okay, you, so do you? Okay, so do you have any army friends where you know they they talk to you about relationship type things? Um, where you just like, all right, this nigga just be wild, and it may not be because he was time. in the army, but because the they whatever the case is. Okay, so all jokes aside, I do think army niggas is crazy. Again, if they don't apply, let it fly. But it is what it is. I ain't being whatever. You said but, crazy in ghetto. No, 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 they're just, I said they're just crazy. Oh, I thought it was like, dang, that's accurate. I got in there, you did that. That was Ken, y'all. But how- my bad, my bad. Huh? The 40th, that, it, it was already in there. It was already in my brain. You know what I'm it, was, it was on the tip like that. So do you have any suggestions, if you could think of any, for a woman that may be dating an army nigga that may or may not have- PTSD type thing that she really wants to kind of talk to like because yeah. they function differently and again I don't date army niggas but I have friends and I'm just like yo that shit sounds crazy like just I don't know like just everything like the way he like the distrust and all this extra stuff and super like aggressive not like beat her type thing but like just operating differently and I know some niggas operate like that that aren't in the army but this fucking episode is about the army so we well, not I know what you mean though I know when you say aggressive like for example like one chick um I was kind of serious uh, serious enough with um she was like Ken do you notice that you wake up aggressive I said what you mean she was like when you wake up and your alarm goes off your ass boom you know what I mean? Like most people, they kind of like, uh, roll over and slowly <laughs> tap their alarm and stretch. And they, you know, say what's up to the birds, hey birds, shit like that. Yeah, oh, wake yeah. up, oh, turn that motherfucker alarm off, damn it. We really? ready to go. You are aggressive like that by nature. But you know, that's, that's, that's other. That's too bad though. That isn't bad. But are you like, you seem positive based on what I've seen on Instagram. So I don't know, but 
imagine like you being that way all day pretty much, but you- I can't do it. I can't do it. You got to relax that asshole every now and again, man. You over here with your asshole puckered up and you just chest puffed out but all- some of them are days. though, so it's hard for my friends or people I know that's trying to date a dude that they really like, but it's just like, I don't know. Or they're so um, militant. Like everything's just like, yeah. y'all have structures. So it's like, I don't know, being from- the opposite end if you what would you suggest for like a woman i mean obviously besides patience but do you have any like definitely patience but um and the ptsd yeah. thing though because a lot of people don't know how to handle that like that's a lot and and i don't think that you should go out go at that alone if you recognize that somebody does clearly have something like ptsd then you should have a conversation with them and say hey like how do you feel about getting help you know, there's tact in different ways you should bring that up. You shouldn't just be like, hey, you got PTSD, go get help. People yeah, probably yeah. be like, fuck you. And like, that's the end of that conversation. But there's got to be some type of like one rapport because trust is big in the military and everybody's out to, you know, quote unquote, you know, like get above the other person and people undercut each other all the time. So a lot of folks got trust issues and that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, so after you build that trust and you get that report with them, then I would, you know, tactfully be like, you know, there's help out there if you think that you need it. And and it's always like if you think that you need it, not that like I think that you need it, but if you think well, that you need you it. Think if, if you say it the other way around, it's not going to go well? Well, so when it comes to like one leading people and like just my friends too, it's like mo most of my friends are military. Like most of like my closest friends are in the military, some way or another, doesn't matter what branch. But when it comes to like that kind of stuff, you can't be like, so-and-so, go do whatever. Because it feels like, see how I even got my hand out like this? Go do so-and-so go do because that's like, I'm giving you an order. And like, I'm not at work. You're not my boss. Who are you to tell me an yeah, order? Yeah. Right that's, so okay, it's like- it. And if they're already probably feeling like they they are aware of the issue, and then you say, "Well, you need help," they probably take that mad like, right? Because so, I'm sure but they it's... already know like I don't function as I usually do function prior to. So I'm sure they have some inkling yeah. that I'm a little off. They may not want the help, but they know. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a finesse in like, and there's also like the it, it's it's a catch twenty two because it's like a don't tell me what to do, but I'll take your suggestion. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like readily, I, I'm pretty. You know, uh, the military provides like a lot of like safety, a lot of normalcy, a lot of routine, a lot of structure. So when you kind of provide that in a different way, that's uh, more of a safe space. That's why. And I hate to put my homies out there. I got some homies out there. They'll claim it. No claim it. Okay. Okay. And okay. That comes with it too, because it's like kind of like falling into that same like trap of like. With, with the military, things are so normal and things are so routine, but at the same time, it's very volatile. Like, mm. I have a job and I'll get really good at that job because it's the same thing every day for, you know, a year, year and a half, maybe two years. And then after that two-year period, boom, I move somewhere else, you know? And then same thing, same uh, thing, get new friends, new job, new experiences. Now that I've mastered that, boom, I move again. So all this volatility, where is the structure? So that's where a lot of times you see uh, folks so that is one of the things clingy yeah. I've seen some of my friends it's like yo he be wilding like he literally doesn't want to be out of his sight like he doesn't want like everything's like super 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 clingy but that makes sense though because 
if you're so used to structure, then, or if you're so used to doing the same thing over, any slight thing seems off because it's like, it's not a routine thing. But not even that, but like it grounds you because you know, like in the future, if that volatility comes up again, that's my consistency. Like I have built-in consistency with this person. Yeah, like yeah. if I move from Arkansas to Texas, you know, like I still got like that continuity that comes with it versus just me, myself, moving, starting anew. Okay, what's up, Texas? What's popping? And getting new everything. Else. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, people be looking for that. All right, so I want to say something. I, I want to bring this back up because it was something that you said that wasn't obviously on it. But you said something about, obviously, first things first, um, you attract a certain type of person. Do you think that's the truth? Well, with the... As far as dating, do you feel like you attract a certain type of women? Because people say that often. And, and I've attracted some people that say, I don't know how the fuck you got up around me. Like, I attract your raggedy ass, you know? So I don't know how true that is. But you said it, and it's something that people do say, oh, you attract? I, I know. I didn't attract that nigga. I don't know how he found me. So, yeah, thousand percent. Thousand percent. I know you're no talking way, Ken. Oh, <laughs> Someone couldn't so, uh, this is how I see it, right? So I, you you can look at it at the big scale and then like the medium scale, and then we can break it down from there. Big scale, I think, like when it comes to people going into the career field, I think it, it takes a lot to draw somebody to the military, you know, and it takes a very or they want a Dodge Charger, <laughs> or they want a Dodge Charger because on signing you get one, you get one. I ain't get mine. I ain't get mine, which is a little unfortunate, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna get some shit before the end of the summer. You know what you I'm saying? You should, you deserve. <laughs> hey, hey, front on y'all, man. I'm telling y'all right here, right <laughs> now, for the end of the summer, July, motherfuckers, I'm getting something new. Anyway, segment. Um, it, it takes a specific person to want to get into the military for whatever reasons. There's an umbrella of reasons, but they're pretty unique or, or pretty um, succinct when you look across the board. It's like the same, like five to six reasons. Now, when it comes to somebody who is attracted to a person who's attracted to that kind of job, and they're habitually uh, attracted to that type of person, then uh, I'm something there too. Because I have a homegirl who's like, she dope person, very dope person, but like her, her ex, everything was in the army. And every time, you know, I'm talking to her, and you know, I'm like, yo, how are things going? She's like, you know, I'm just dating some dude. I'm like, okay, well, what's up with y'all, man? That's cool. I think you booed up or whatever. And she'd be like, yeah, he's uh, he's in the army. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I figured that. And then uh, it was like the last, either last dude or the second last dude. She was like, man, I'm dating this new dude. And it was cool for a minute. And then she's like, he showed up at my job. He was wilding and, you know, yelling, cussing. And I was like, I ain't asked her no questions about the dude ever before and I was like so um what base is he at <laughs> and she was like uh how you know what base and I was like I know you're in the army why would I like in her okay so do you think she's attracted to army niggas or does she attract army niggas because there's two different things I could be attracted to a certain type of nigga but the fact that you said something about attracting a certain a type of dude or woman so it's a little bold it's a little bold the same type a specific type of women 
it's it's different for me. And as we as we noted in the, I'm an anomaly. All right. And, <laughs> oh, all right. And, and let's be clear about why it. Why is it different? How am I different? Why is it different? Because so do you like all, not attract like crazy chicks or clingy chicks or chicks that don't, do, don't like working? I do, but I don't tolerate it. Like um okay. okay. I'm 27, but like I operate like internally, I gotta be like 40 something, like no cap. Like I, I grew up with old people mm -hmm. and like I was pushed always to like older people standing. So like I grew up like the youngest of like all my cousins. So anytime they did some shit or like they got into trouble or doing some bullshit, like I got into the same trouble. Like uh, when it comes to like fighting and shit like that, and like, oh shit, my cousin's finna ride. They be like, you too. I'm like, nigga, I'm 10. Like, what the fuck? Like, this nigga is 27? Fucking. Nigga, I'm in the fucking fifth, sixth grade. What, what, what am I here for? My, my head in the orange site? But like, I'm out there too. So like for me, like I have a greater grasp of myself and who I am. So when I got in, I knew who I was before I got to the military. So like when a lot of people go into the military, you're still young. You're still like 17, 18. And some people, even like officers, when they go in, um, they get in at like, I commissioned when I was 22, 23. So even then people are very impressionable. And like you get in and you're like, oh, this this is a whole new world, no Aladdin. And you know, they mold you into whoever. But like, if you don't go in with who you are already, then that's going to happen. For me, I, I've always been me. And I, I, I keep think it what like you that. said is, is a key thing. You said you do attract and you just don't tolerate. It. And that's the difference. Because I can say yeah. that a lot of the times, because you attract different, I'm sure you attract hardworking women. I'm sure you attract gold diggers. I'm sure you attract all these types of things, but I think you probably just, I right, definitely not gonna go that route. Definitely not gonna go that route. Yeah. So I think so, what the case is, is like, I'd say some guys, but most women, I feel like, you know, they tolerate shit a little longer than they should just cause it's like. Nah. Like, uh, I think a 10 day process. Oh, yeah. um, okay. I'm gonna talk about 10 days. And within so what's 10 up days, with your 10 day process, break it down. So in case the guys out there ain't, he need a new process. What's the, your 10 day process? Yo, man, I'm not about to give you all my secrets because we got different okay, give them a little bit. Give them a <laughs> little bit. What? So when you say 10 days, you dead ass be like a week and a half in within that yeah. week and a half. If you see something's a little off, you cut her off? Dead ass. Dead ass. And some, <laughs> the thing is, like, it is up to 10 days. So you get, you got the potential within 10 days. This is trial, motherfucker. Like, I don't have time in my schedule between uh, YouTube and Instagram, uh, working on my masters, actual work. I got like three whole jobs at work that I'm working on. Um, and just general like self-improvement and self-care. I don't have fucking time to be dealing with some chick who's just bad and that's it. You, okay, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> my ass is fat and I got a pretty face. I got mad followers and uh, this thing wet and I can throw it back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you so you don't feel like I mean, I get it. I get it. But at no point do you feel like you have a lesson and slide. You know, maybe she's nervous the first week. The fuck? Sure. Sure. I'll let anything slide the fuck. But notice if I'm not texting you every day. 
First of all, why aren't you texting her every day? Why? Because I'm fuck no, nah, I mean I'm busy. No. <laughs> no, my nigga texting me every day. Yeah, but that, but that's what I'm saying though. Like if you're with somebody or like if you're considering somebody for an advanced relationship or like a steady relationship, then it needs to be an everyday kind of thing. And there are days where I'm like, hey, I am busy, but you're gonna get up I'm busy text. Like I'm thinking about you. And I wanna text, but like what I do if I'm like really talking to somebody, I'll give you my rundown of my day before, either the night before. Okay, so you say you give a rundown before your day gets started. India, so you're basically what telling yeah. her? So, yeah, I, I don't know shit. Sometimes I'll so like all of our shit. Um, the military's on outing, and that's how I uh, take care of my meetings that I'm gonna run and the ones I'm gonna go to. And like if I have like paperwork to do in between, I kind of like schedule that. In. And you know, sometimes if I know we're busy like that, where you basically not gonna hear from me. I'll take a picture of the shit, and I'll be like, yo, look, okay. um, six to, like, four, like, I'm not going to be available. And just because you see me post on Instagram, like, I, to me, that's work. To me, this is this is a business work. So, like, that doesn't... Sure, but I'm work. not going to front. If a nigga told me that, and he, uh, 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 and then I see him post on Instagram. Nah, you have nah. a problem with... That could have been a text to me, and I know it's not all about me, but... If you're a girl like that, yeah, you Instagram and you may send her message. But I wouldn't. But I, you know what I'm saying? Because for me, I'm like, yo, you gotta understand priorities. If you try to get a bag with me, you gotta understand that. What? So, if you really liked a girl, and you was really feeling her, I refuse to believe you'd be posting on Instagram. You wouldn't even shoot her a message like, "Hope you having a good day." Like, but that's what I'm saying. If I got time, I will. But if I'm saying like. Busy, like I can't. I don't have a minute extra to spare. Now I'm gonna let you know I don't got an extra minute, but I'm thinking about you. But the second I'm off work, I'm gonna tell you like I'm gonna take a shower or whatever, or I'm gonna okay. run or whatever. Now after that, yours. You know what I'm saying? For the rest okay, of the so night, there, there's I'm some off. communication. Because I don't like divided attention. Because okay. when you were your attention is mine. Don't pick up your phone. I mean, you can, but I uh uh-uh. unless it's like your mama or something like that. I, Talking to your friends, fuck your friends. You're talking to me. Um, oh, you're one of those. I am one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality time, you have fucking quality time, motherfucker. No, I get it. I get it. We not having quality time. We having quality time. No, I so, understand. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so when it's work time, work time, and work time. And having focused, dedicated, like, yo, this is like no shit, Air Force time. This is no shit, like, no kidding. Like, I gotta get some posts done. I gotta get some whatever out here on these streams so I can get these whatevers. Then that's what it is. I'm, I'm out here. And y'all keep talking about some. Oh, I want a man who does this, 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 and this. But you want to talk to the nigga all day? You can't have both. Yes, you can. No, <sighs> you can. You can. I know. I'm playing. I mean, I appreciate my man being a hardworking man. And, and but I think. I mean, we say that, but I think a woman knows because I, we're able to tell as busy as you are when you do squeeze in those little times because it's like you could take that extra five minutes to yourself because you don't have enough time of the day, but you choose to actually like hit me up to talk to me in the midst of, you know what I'm saying? So we do appreciate yeah. it for the most part. We be, some women do want to talk all day. I definitely like talking all day to my man, but it's unrealistic. Like 
you you could talk yeah. to a bum nigga all day for sure. He got more than enough time to talk right. to you. <laughs> right, you're right. What you doing? Like, I don't, uh, anybody who asks me, they got enough time to be asking some dumb shit. Like, you didn't ran out of conversation. So what you doing? What you up to? Okay, yeah. You still doing what you said you were doing before? Okay. Okay, yeah. Me too. Like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a, a, a stupid situation. But that does happen a lot when people have too much idle time on their hands, for sure. So. Yeah. I mean, we definitely try to stay clear of those. Um, and then the other topic that I had, I had seen this, I think it was on Twitter, but somebody posted and they asked, so I wanted to get your, your uh, thought process on it. How do we know if someone isn't listening versus them processing what we're saying differently? Mm. What is that was a really good point? Because sometimes, let's say our thought process is really different. And I'm explaining mm. something to you. I think there's like a, a a fine line between like, okay, this nigga not listening versus like, nah, he heard you, but he doesn't process it the same way you process it. Not because he's slow, not because you're slow. It's just because the mind works differently. So mm. what would you say, I guess, would be like a, a fine line for how you figure out whether or not the person is actually processing it differently or they're actually not listening? Right. So for me, it's always about time. It's always about tone and how you think of a person. So like, so long as like you're calm and even with them, I think you get a long way. But also when it comes to me, um, I'll either repeat what I think you said and, and I'll preface it. I'll be like, I don't want to fuck up your words or like, I don't, let me paraphrase. I'll say some shit like that because it's not like I'm putting words in your mouth, but like, let me give you my interpretation of what I heard. Is that different? Okay, if that is different, then correct me where I'm wrong. And then from there, you can work it out. But like, if a person isn't doing that, or if there aren't those points of like confirmation, so if a person isn't like interpreting what you said, like in their own words, and the person isn't coming back with like things that just coincide with what you said, and they're like constantly like darting topics, because I hate that. Like, if we're talking about some shit, and okay. you bring up this whole long thing and I come back with a whole nother long thing back and then you just boom topics. I'm like, well, fuck it. I shouldn't have said shit, man. I just wasted. Hey, okay. Guys tend to say that women do that. Why y'all say that? I mean. Y'all know y'all do that shit. Y'all know y'all do that shit. Often. We do. And it's funny because it's like y'all will Often say you y'all brought up. <laughs> That's what really be making niggas mad. Y'all will bring up some shit. And then you'd be like, answer the question, answer the question, answer the question. You'd be like, all right, well, fuck. Like, what? Well, whether it's like an argument or not. And then you'd be like, fuck it, I guess I got to uh, answer. So you either verbally answer or you type out this long ass shit. And then she'd be like, I'm hungry as fuck. And you'd be like, nigga, I, what in the f- I ain't had Taco Bell in a minute. What in the f- Do you feel like sometimes for some of the disagreements or arguments you have with women when you say something and then she run it back? Because you're like, you will repeat it back to see if you missed anything. Do you feel like mm-hmm. when women do that, it's said completely different? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes oh. I throw in what I thought you said, like, even if it's not what you said. And it's something, because then when my man corrects me, it's like, ah, that's not what he said. But Y'all be seasoning the fuck out of what we say. I'm like, who the fuck told you to add old babe to what the fuck I just, that is not what I said. I didn't yeah, even I don't, any words. I don't know if we can help while we do it. Okay, I know why we do it. Because we're trying to say it in a way that 
benefits us versus what you actually yes. said. Y'all be trying but, to steer and guide conversations. Y'all be leading questions. And then you will like set up. Y'all be playing chess with conversations and niggas really just be getting set up like a mug. And I'll be like, yo. Y'all do. I'll be like, so X, Y, Z answer. So X, Y, Z answer. So People like, right into that shit. I'm right into that shit. I mean, move a rook. People like, damn, like, what the fuck? Now I'm in a whole awesome shit. I ain't even say original. No, I'm, I'm just sitting over here, motherfucking checkmate with, with the with the sorry simp
now we want to have accountability. This is this is weird, strange, awkward. And then y'all shy away from it. It's like, nah, bro, like we here now. This, this is the evolved state of the conversation, evolved state of the relationship you try to get to. So now when, a, when you do have instances where a woman is accountable, do you... See, I don't want to make it seem like... All right, let me choose my words carefully because I don't want to make it seem like do you... um Not like... Not like give her recognition for it or praise her for it but are you cool like i don't have a problem with accountability but uh i don't like when it's like okay i take accountability like yeah i know like now you make me not want to take accountability like why you couldn't just let me take the accountability like when you start adding it in there it makes me feel away and now i'm like you know what i shouldn't have admitted but the truth is the truth so the accountability should still but it makes my ego and my pride feel away because it's like yeah you say women don't take accountability i do and it's just like yeah i know i could have told you that but that's how it is for us like y'all be gloating and shit like that but to keep it a brick to keep it a band to keep it a stack to keep it a rack to keep it a stack of racks king gonna keep it honest with you when a chick is like very like when she's vulnerable in that way and she's like you know what i fucked up i'm taking accountability um you were right i I, I should be out here dropping these shits out here on myself like that, but I, I'm bloody at that point. Yeah, okay, you I've got heard that before right, too. You, I've heard that before. before. All right, you, you said you what? You, uh, you accountable? Oh fuck. Okay. So what you want to do the rest of the day? God, you know, you like, like that. Y'all really be like, ooh, okay. <laughs> that's but, most of us. That's most of us. Like you show us a little bit of like accountability and like a little bit of like. um reciprocity when it comes to that kind of shit and like you're not in like a gloating manner you're not like you can tell like it's not about to be some shit up in the group chat yeah this nigga said he's sorry this nigga said uh he was lying this nigga said you know niggas is honest as hell a lot of times or, or they want to be but when you know that kind of shit comes as like the almost punishment or as repercussion of being honest or being transparent with you then it's like man fuck you i don't do that shit you're right. You're right. And that's the thing. It has to be a safe place for a man to even like want to be vulnerable or actually be honest. And a lot of dudes don't yeah. feel like it's a safe place. And I can say that. And as a woman, I know there's been times I've, uh, I have made it a very unsafe place to be honest, you know, but huh. I'm working on it, you know, <laughs> huh. you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, but I think it's better that way. Your relationship will flourish, obviously. And I say from yeah. the man's standpoint, because women, we don't really have that problem for the most part, but it's a man. You think so? No, because men are the ones that's like, no, because men are the ones that need pity. Pity, on that. Just in a different spin. I think it, it's highlighted differently, but to me, from what I've heard, it, it's the same issues with the same um, implications. It's just, it's advertised different. It, marketing's a motherfucker. No, I feel like guys are always the one like, oh, you know, but I don't know if I could be much, be vulnerable. I mean, there are some tough shit, so I guess I can say that, but I feel like it's mostly men that have to wait until they see what type of person you are to start to you know, give you a little more, give you a little more. I feel like some, most times women dive into it and then we start taking it away once we feel like we don't trust you, but y'all don't give us anything until y'all do trust us. Right there though, right there. I think you hit a bar right there. You said, um, when they, all right, <laughs> all right. But no, nah, no, nah, real talk though. 
I think women get to a point where they're like, I'm so comfortable. They get overly comfortable sometimes. And it's like, I, I didn't ask for this much, you know? And it's like, I, so with dudes, man, like there's still like a, a bit of, I don't know. So I, you I, I don't want to talk dude. Sometimes shits get too comfortable and it's too much. Like, so good example of this, like, uh, went to go talking to for like a pretty long time. It was like every time you know we hung out or like I spent the night with her, or, you know she spent the night with me. You know she got on something pretty nice or whatever. Um, you know hair out, we're, we're vibing, we're talking, yada yada yada. And you know at night when it's bedtime, you know wrap the shit up and you know, that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Protect your shit. It's expensive to get your hair done, and I'm not gonna do it. So. Do what you got to do. So, you know, some weeks, some months go by, and I start like showing up to her crib. And like every time I see this girl, she got a bonnet on, she got a hair wrap on, she got a robe on, she got holy panties on. They all cotton. I'm like, yo, you've been on your period for like six months, like with these drawers on. Like, you ain't got no, you had two thugs this whole time? Hell so no. Got two just too comfortable. These are my comfortable drawers. Like, what the fuck? Like, so, you never wanted to so would you not have wanted to see her ever comfortable? Or was it too oh, much no. comfortability all the time? It's all the time. Like, it, it's a state. You know, it, it was kind of like, since I've got you to this point, now I'm going to be comfortable 24-7. Yeah, you can't, like, do that. you can't do that. Or on the other side, right? So that's like with physical things and with traits and shit like that. Um, sometimes language and how you speak to somebody, you can get too comfortable. Um, okay. so it was a chick that uh, wasn't the same chick. No, probably somebody else. Anyway, we was talking and I had did something. Well, again, we were getting to like an advanced state and uh, she seemed pretty cool. And I think I had done like a series of nice things in a row, right? Because mm -hmm. I was feeling her, she was feeling me, and it was pretty mutual. And she said something, 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 something out here simping for me. LOL. Oh, you didn't and like that, huh? I saw the glint in her eye too. And I was like, nah, we, we, nah, we, we, we out here. We, we iceberg slim out here. We not doing that. We not. What is uh -oh. the word simp? Huh? Was it the fact that she used the word simp? It was it was that, but also the glint in her eyes. And sometimes as a man, you know when one, when your girl is testing you, she's trying. Be careful of that. And two, you know when she says some shit that she said just to put into the group chat. I'm like, you gonna have to uh put that Uber ride into your uh group chat as well. So you um, send her in an Uber. Huh? You better not have sent her back in an Uber. It was day like nine or something. Okay, so at that time, day nine and a half. He probably didn't know, but speaking on it now, were you kind of like all set based on that comment that she made, unbeknownst to her? Like you knew, like your energy was about to shift towards her. Yeah, like yeah, there was like, one line that can fuck up a whole thing for somebody, and they don't even yeah. know. It, it's what dude. It dudes are very like binary, and and I, huh? Sensitive. 
Yeah, everybody's sensitive. No, niggas be sensitive. Yeah, niggas are sensitive, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I'm the first nigga to say that niggas are sensitive. The first nigga to come up here, niggas is not sensitive. We grown, man. Look, man, I'm from the hood. Like, the hood is the hood hoods. Fayetteville, North Carolina. And it's also a military town. So everybody around you trying to act hard. But, like, the fact is, everybody's acting hard, usually from a sensitive place. You acting hard because you don't want to get punked. You don't want to get hit. You don't want to get robbed. You don't want to get shot. And so you're projecting all this shit because basically you scared on the inside. You rolling with 20 niggas deep because you a sensitive ass motherfucker that don't want to get uh, hurt or touched or whatever the fuck. You got all this, you know, money on you. You wearing all these fucking Gucci belts and fucking rocks and jewels and shit because you trying to show niggas to get money because niggas called you a broke ass clown in middle school. Because yeah. you was rocking uh, the, the dirty Reeboks with the hole in the bottom and shit like that. So, I get it. I get yeah, it. niggas are sensitive. And to act like anybody is sensitive is kind of like a middle finger to just being human in the first place. You're right, you're right. So, yeah, niggas are sensitive. And I think with men, I think it takes guys, as humans, we got to where we are in human existence, biologists had, right? We got to where we are as humans by recognizing patterns. Niggas is like, how in the fuck did we get here with fucking saber-toothed tigers and mammoths and all these big-ass animals around and shit? How the fuck do we make it? Patterns. We recognize when the grass moves in a certain way, that means fucking leopard. When, you know, the tree move like that big-ass mammoth is coming. Shit like that. So when it comes to guys, I think we still have a lot of that instinct left. We still have, like, a lot of that um ingrained in it still so when we see patterns like that we see one thing and caveman brain comes on it's like oh no this ain't gonna work and sometimes that's not the best thing to do as advanced as we are um you know uh, learning and being evolving creatures and shit like that you can't necessarily fall back on instinct um from all those years ago all the time but sometimes that shit still comes up so it's about how you deal with it. But sometimes, yeah, one thing is enough to be like, mm, pattern. And, and sometimes my, I can hear it literally set in my head. I'll see one thing and literally I'll hear like an echo, pattern. Mm-mm. Nope. Good. Damn. Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh. that probably saves you some time, though. Meanwhile, women were like pattern and it was like, we'll see if it happens again, pattern. Okay, we'll see a third time, pattern. We'll see a fourth time, ma'am. Nah. But guys were like, nope. But you may be missing out on your blessing. <laughs> no? Okay. God said that he would bless me abundantly so much that, uh, you know, my, my cup couldn't hold it. So uh, if I missed one, then I'm sure there are plenty more. So. You got an answer for everything, Ken. You got an answer for everything. I ain't lying, I do. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like this was a great conversation. You definitely gave your two cents for That's real. Right. And I appreciate you coming on the platform. I know it's been a, you know, a while coming. So I definitely appreciate you checking out. If you can tell the listeners where to find your platform, they can listen to a little bit more of Kenfluence. For sure, for sure. Kenfluence is everywhere. Uh, Kenfluence is singing a soul, man. We out here in these streets. So find me on Instagram. Kenfluence, K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E. That's Kenfluence, baby. Uh, you can search the hashtag. You can search my um, account. I'm up there. You can see me on Spotify. I'm on with my podcast. I'm on Anchor. I'm on uh, YouTube. Uh, trying to get over the Apple platform, but, you know, 
soon to come. I'm on Google Podcasts, wherever you can find me. Um, I'm about to cross over to TikTok, so, you know, be on the lookout for that, too. And yeah, man, fuck with your boy. We out here. (laughs) All right, well, thanks again, Karen, for joining me, and thanks, listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Until next week, meow.